welcome to Cackling Heifas, a podcast where two sisters come together to chat about life, hot topics, current events, and all the things that make us cackle. I'm Mercedes, also known as Sadie B. <laughs> and I'm Marissa, also known as Rissa Jean. What is up, girl? We're back. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. It's been one heck of a week. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I know. I know. It has been a week. It has been a week. And you were out. You were I was out, out last week. I was out because I had a stiff neck, which I haven't had in ages, <laughs> but it was extremely bad to the point of tears. Yeah. I had to drive four hours with a stiff neck. I couldn't turn left, right. I couldn't hold my head back. It was like extremely painful. My aunt was like trying to rub like some muscle stuff on and my she back. Was forceful. She wasn't. She was being very gentle, but oh. then she tried to tilt my head and I like grabbed her titty and she was like, ah! and I was like, that hurts. Oh, it hurt. I, th- I thought, okay, I-, I knew you grabbed her titty, but I thought she I, had, it to, had done something crazy so for you to have done that. Bad. It hurts. No, she just like gently tried to tilt it to the side to rub some more in. And I was yeah. like, stop, stop. Oh. Like it was so, so, so painful. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, in addition to stiff neck, um, I've been, you know, I moved <laughs> out of my. Like that. In addition to my stiff neck. <laughs> In addition, I also, um, I moved out of my apartment. So I've been staying with um, family while um, we look for a new apartment. And I, during the whole process, I I have a job, but I was interviewing um, with the same organization for different jobs. I was going through that process and I was like really, really hopeful. And I can get to detail about that. I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But I want to like share some experiences about that. But you can feel really dejected, especially if you're not a, a person that receives a lot of rejection in that that space. You can feel dejected. You can question yourself. But usually go with your gut feelings and how you were feeling because that's usually indicative to what the situation actually is. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to tell everyone to keep going, keep pushing through. You know, like everything's okay. Like I love my job that I have now. But you know how you just, you know, a little sad when you were excited about yeah. something. So that happened. Um, I've enjoyed being with family, hanging out with my little sister, <laughs> my dad, my aunt, um, seeing my grandfather and my grandmother. So I've had like just a really, really good um, few weeks outside of my stiff neck and, <laughs> that, job, and that job interview. Um, outside of that, yeah. everything's um, been okay. I feel a little discombobulated, but I'm hoping it'll get better in the next few weeks. I know what about because uh huh yeah because we tried to uh, record this yesterday for instance yes. and it just did not happen we just it didn't it didn't we tried it won't it hit. did not it just it was, wasn't hitting it yes. ended in tears and Full-blown then tears. and then apologies and love you bye <laughs> <laughs> it was bad y'all it was bad I was like emotionally depleted for the rest of the day and then I went to Memphis's show it was late and there was this woman who refused to like not stand in front of me I was sitting at the bar and I was like I will never go to one of her shows by myself again I was so oh my livid goodness. and there was a guy beside her who had to tell her to move 
and I was she just was just like, in in your view and you were seated at the bar. Yeah. And it was like, I wanted to like tap her on the shoulder, be like, oh, excuse me, can you move this way? And I was like, you know what? Let me just move. You know, everybody's trying to see. So I was like, let me just move to the left. And then she moved to the left. And then I I was like, okay, like this is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Too much. On top of the day, that was just the no thank you. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So what about you, girl? I don't know. It's been a week. It's been a weird week. I've been um, packing, unpacking, moving a lot of things around because I think that I may be selling the cabin. I don't want to, okay. but um, that may be the reality. So if I can, you know, keep it, I will do so, but I'm just preparing. So yeah, I've been moving things and then my mom's out of town. So I am like house sitting, garden sitting for her. Yeah. Yeah. So just a lot of domestic duties. Just right. <laughs> I'm just at yes. the house. <laughs> yes. So that's I what don't this know. week has been for me. Could you hear the dog barking? I could. I could okay. Y'all, he's lo- he's locked up and I'm not letting him out right now. So he's in time <laughs> locked out. Locked up. <laughs> So if you hear me scream and fuss, just Bruce, enough. So hopefully I won't have to do that again. Um, <laughs> just know He'll that is down. why. <laughs> oh my gosh. He'll calm down. So, He'll calm down. All right. Let's get to the plain old Lipton iced tea this week. Rissa, what do you have for us? Okay, so initially I was going to address this topic in a different way, but since we tried out this podcast yesterday um, and we began speaking about it, I think we found a more interesting angle. And since Mm -hmm. I know we don't want to just be another voice saying the same things, echoing the same things, um, let's get into it. Yeah. We were discussing the disparity between how the two recent major water events were treated mm. and how they were received by the media um, one being the submarine on the titanic excursion and the migrant boat traveling from libya to italy that capsized off the coast of greece yes so one being a tiny group of people with a lot of privilege and resources that lost their lives and the mm-hmm. other being a large group of people oppressed and seeking refuge many of whom lost their lives as well. Yes. But these captains both took advantage of people's interest and their desperateness and charged them a lot of money to ultimately travel to their deaths. So there's like some hidden responsibility here that we're not even addressing about these tragedies that you really like highlighted yesterday when we began talking about it. I was comparing that uh, migrant ship to the things that happen here in the U.S. with um, what I believe they call coyotes, who get immigrants pay thousands of dollars to get them to help them cross into the U.S. And they often cross in unsafe conditions, much like immigrants coming from the continent of Africa. They pay two to eight thousand dollars to get um, these people to help them cross. Right. They take their Mm -hmm. money, but it's in very unsafe conditions. And it's not about getting them to their destination safely it's about taking the money uh, yeah, about and the giving profit. them what they perceive that they want um or what they you know truly want not perceive what they want and so there is a parallel there um very much so and so i just wanted to point that out you know 
the submarine people had a lot of um, privilege and they could pay the money, but also you had Stockton Rush, who was um, the CEO of Ocean Gate, which is the company that created this submersible. And mm-hmm. you had him go out of his way to convince these billionaires to spend this amount of money. Um, there was a father and son that gave an interview to CNN and the son didn't feel comfortable comfortable about it. He told his dad and his dad was like, you know what? I think you're right. The CEO of Ocean Gate. going on the trip. He had feelings, bad feelings about it. Okay. The CEO of um, Ocean Gate, Stockton Rush, flew out on an experimental aircraft to convince them. And because the father is a helicopter pilot, he um, was like, I would never get on an experimental aircraft. And so, you know, Mm, why? He already knew. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So looking at that, he did. I think a lot of people he had to convince and he made people think that he had this great idea and that it was safe outside. Hold on guys. Cause Bruce is just doing too much. Hold on a okay. second. Okay. <laughs> you are now listening to our intermission music. So sit on back and enjoy the tunes and we will be back with you briefly. almost over hold tight okay y'all sorry about that brief intermission I'm back okay so so yeah um so there was one French explorer that was a part of the people that perished on Ocean Gate he knew the risk and he probably knew what could have been happening in that moment Mm because James Cameron gave some more details which is very interesting and I'll share in just a second but um he probably was aware and he was 77 and one of his friends says he probably would have been content it wouldn't have he had such a love for the Titanic he would have been okay if that was his final resting place wow others were fully trusting um the competency in a way that they sure. didn't know their their background wasn't in submersibles they took his word for it which is messed up but james cameron said that when they found the debris um that they found the bottom of the vessel and pretty much intact and it looked like they knew something was going on and they started dropping weight to come up and they weren't coming up fast enough and then they dropped the whole bottom to see to drop even more weight to see, so they knew something they needed to get to the surface. Now yeah. that's sad. Now the moment of death, they did it. You know, he said that his friend who was the explorer knew, probably knew exactly what was happening. Um, as for the others, they did. They probably, unless, you know, he was panicking, they probably didn't know, you know, what was happening. It happened in such an, an instant. Um, but I just wanted to draw just a slight parallel, you know, between what was happening, because I think that the people that are in charge of these journeys to helping migrants get to a better place, they're doing it purely for money and yeah, they need to crack you, down on them because they're taking advantage of these if migrants. If you have seen just that aerial shot of this, um, what's called a fishing trawler that was not fit for sea travel. If you just see an aerial shot of that with what is 750 to 700, um, 700 to 750 people aboard 
I mean, they are yeah. packed. You can tell that there is no way that this will be a safe trip. They had yeah. already been on the boat for five days. They had a ways to go still. Um, and it, it just was not looking good. And it there's wasn't. a lot of murky details, too, of what survivors say happens Um had happened on that boat versus yeah. what the um, Greek Coast Guard and authorities have said. So, um, but I can just imagine a little bit of panic creating a sway on that boat that would not end well. And if they were not being exactly, you know, treated tr- treated uh, with open arms for for being in those waters, um, I just it's it's just really sad to think that. They it's thought a they sad were, situation. you know, they knew that there was a risk, but to all go down like that is just really sad. So, yeah. And there were survivors from that. Absolutely. Yeah. They I mean, didn't all perish. Just to no, know. It was, at, no, at yeah. one point, at one point it was 104. I don't know if that number has gone up. Um, yeah. But I mean. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's a sad situation all around. Now I'm going to watch. So <laughs> James Cameron has gone to the Titanic 30 times. And so he did a, um a documentary called down in the abyss or something like that back in like 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, you can pay for like three 99 to watch it on Amazon prime. I think I'm going to do that today. Cause now I'm all fascinated really? about the Titanic I hate, again. I, uh-uh. I hate when I see something and says pay any, it could be uh, yeah. cents. no, when it's that old, usually it's not available on yeah, streaming services. Know, so you got to pay, but um, I, I'm fascinated. So what's about the type oh he goes down in a submarine um and they use a rover like a robot that's tethered to the submarine in order to so explore they the stay ship. in place yes. in a safe <laughs> non-experimental submersible their submersible and, was certified okay yes. and then they send a rover out that has a camera on it and they get to experience what is inside without putting their lives at risk Exactly. And awesome. they are pretty deep down, but they are in a tested vessel. Sure. Yeah. There's cost risk with, with anything triple that we what do. that vessel but, costs. Yeah. They put yeah. the money into it. James Cameron actually directed the Titanic um, in part to fund his missions down to the Titanic. Um, he is a lover of all the history of it. And so he, you know, has gone down there. There's at least several vessels that have gone down that deep and haven't had any issues, but they're, they're certified vessel. They look completely different. They're not as large as ocean gate was. It just, and they're also not yeah. controlled by um, Logitech game controllers. Exactly. And like the inside of that vessel was smooth. When you look at all these other vessels, there's controllers, there's multiple windows, like there, there's um, so much more that went into it. They had like a keyboard, the controller and two monitors, everything else was smooth, which I have no idea how they like, it was, it was all missing. Like, yeah, it was, it was like, like he was, was just missing. he was he was just playing around, you know, being inventive, but then in, decided to involve other, other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and one there was thing a if rumor. you want to be an explorer and and you you know yeah. dedicate your life to that, and something happens, and you're willing to, but to charge then go people, ahead. Mm, no. don't charge people and involve people in it. Yeah. Absolutely not. And he was warned numerous times. Um, I think we first get record of it in 2018. And he was told that he was putting lives in danger. And he said that um, the person that warned him, he told them that he thought that that was an insult, that he would even suggest that. (laughs) So it's just very, very, he was warned over and over and over and over again. Um, They fired the person that raised issues. And when that person went to OSHA, 
Um, they sued him and said that he was um, divulging intellectual information, um, trade secrets, things like that. Um, but he did it under whistleblower protection. So you can't like... <laughs> He did it. Whistleblower protection, you know, protects you from being sued. Um, so, so yeah, it was just a mess. And then to see this happen, everybody, I think people were consumed with it because it's just the story itself was sensational. You had this experience. Yeah, it was the Titanic. It's the billionaires, the Titanic. Are they alive? Factor, as well as what would you do if this was you? Because I mean, people came out of the woodwork with the memes on this one. I saw they the did. memes before I heard the news. It was and just the like initial me- Some of the memes I was like, okay, like the, I saw some today and I was like, I don't think those are appropriate because we now know they're dead. But the initial memes about what would you do if you were yeah. found, those were fine because they, it was like on hope. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, just yeah. imagine that relief. So that was genuinely fine. Like I found those funny because it was like, what would you, wouldn't you be relieved? Like, how would you act? Like I would pop out that thing. Like, oh yeah. my God. So I saw, I, got I, saw I saw I got one that. of a scuba diver on um on the edge of a boat like ready to to dive in and it was like me if my lash tech was in the submersible and I was just like y'all oh get it, my gosh get it together get it together get it together but yes I mean dang it happens fast they snatched yeah. it fast <laughs> yes but they did. Whew. <laughs> I don't even know but. Girl, what's my tea? <laughs> what's my plain old Lipton iced tea? Let me see. So I got some follow up to a few stories because y'all, every time she can't transition to save her motherfucking life. I always I forget. Be- I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so I have some. Um, okay. So we talked about Jonathan Majors and Megan Good extensively and well, Jonathan Majors. And then we, we talked about the update on the Megan Good situation. Well, he showed up to court in New York and she was by his side, which I would never do. Even if I thought he was innocent or I knew for sure, I wouldn't intertwine that with my, like we can be together, but I'm not, I'll, I'll be at home or I'll be in the cab or the car when you get out, but I'm not walking hand in hand and sunglasses with you, sir. So he's in this like, um, 1890s ragamuffin suit, um, that's wrinkled, it's linen. And then he always carries like this ceramic mug. So he's holding her hand. And then, then the other hand is this mug which he says is his vessel. So he always wants to have a vessel with him. So he has this mug. He does not look attractive anymore. He, they made him look as ugly as possible. They said that she was in the courtroom holding his arm and rubbing the back of his head. That's doing too much. (laughs) Um, And so he has a trial date set for August the 3rd. And someone broke down the evidence from that hearing And I don't know, the evidence may lean in his favor. So I'll try to break it down because I don't have the TikTok. But basically, they're saying the cab driver corroborates what Jonathan Major says, like that he was Mm -hmm. trying to get away. Then there's also surveillance that shows him trying to get away and her pulling on him. Mm -hmm. He 
does not go back to their place. He goes to a hotel and he sends her that breakup text. Okay. She goes out with by witnesses to the situation to a club and insider was able to get videos of her in the club for a, a, a lengthy amount of time appearing not to show any injuries on her hands or whatnot. He leaves the hotel. He goes back to the place, their place. And when he goes, he finds her in the bedroom, partially naked, her knuckles like bleeding and something else is going on. He finds sleeping pills by the table and then he calls the cops. So nobody ever refuted that part that he called the cops. So he called the cops. And then when they get there, um, she relays this story. So after hearing that, if they have the evidence to back up that story, then he might he might get mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Um, if yeah, there's evidence like to back that something else happened to there, back yeah. that story, yeah. So he might be okay. So um, we'll just have to see what happens. Um, so that was the little update there. But regardless. It sounded if like you I'm were a little fly on the wall in there. You were like giving. I the, know. I had the like, tea, you saying, I had the tea ready for you. I was like, she was sitting there partially naked. I had with- the tea. <laughs> yes, I had the tea for y'all. I tried to remember that just yeah, in case I couldn't pull the TikTok up for tea. you. So that was the update on that. And regardless, Megan Good, I would not like I said. You still don't know which way it's gonna go. <laughs> I'm still not you going. Said, you said I will stay in the cab. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'm not, not my brand. Mm-mm. Like we've only been dating for a few months. No, it's not that serious. So um, in other updated news, we talked about Zion Williamson and the OnlyFans um, model adult entertainer that went on a Twitter rampage after she found out that he had a girlfriend that was pregnant and they posted their baby shower slash gender reveal video. She continued to rant for about three weeks straight, so much so to the point that she started tagging the NBA and the Pelicans because he plays for the Pelicans and saying that they needed to drop him. Um, And she kept harassing him to the point that her Twitter account got deactivated. Mm. So then she went to Instagram and started posting there and she posted a DM exchange with her and Pop Smoke a few months before he passed. And it's like, girl, what are you doing? She was like, he wanted me to come to California and I couldn't and rest in peace to a real one. Then the latest thing, and I don't know, she could just be doing this for attention. She's in a tattoo parlor and she gets Zion tatted on her her neck, on her face, on her jawline. And so the tattoo artists, you know how they place the tracing on your face in reverse. They put the pin, you don't actually see it. And then she comes up and you see it on her face. So I don't know if it was like editing and they just did a temporary and she's just doing to get attention or if it's actually permanent. But she did post it. And I'm like, let this be a warning to young men to be very, very careful when you have access to that amount of money. So I'm into sports. So I listen to sports podcasts and the Pelicans have already felt some kind of way about Zion due to his immaturity, the issues with his weight. Like he just Mm -hmm. has a lack of maturity, but he is 23. So you can give him some grace in that department. But there have been trade talks. So with her berating him, tagging the NBA, and telling it's like, sir, this can affect yeah, your career. So brand. you yeah. got to be smarter. You got to wise up. And hopefully there is a vet out there that reaches out to him 
and has a conversation and just say, you know, be on the lookout for people's character. Sometimes people just want to come up from you. They're not genuine. And please protect yourself, protect your career, protect your money. Um, And so hopefully there is a veteran out there that will give him some words of wisdom. So that was my two cents in my updates. You have any thoughts on either of those stories? Nope. I ain't got nothing to say about that. Okay, <laughs> so that and there's so much more, so many more things that happened since we've been gone for a week. So yeah, yeah, it um, is. I'm pretty sure we're there's things and that we forgot to cover. These are the things I want to talk about. If there's anything else juicy that I forgot? I'll I'll make sure I bring it up in next week's. Yeah, um, we'll get back. We'll, we'll get back to it. Yes, we'll definitely get back to it. So. Let's get to the shit. Rissa. Yeah. Do you want to introduce this topic? Sure. So we have a request from a friend, Nick. So shout out to Nick. At first, I got to be honest, Nick reached out in our DMs. I had no idea what was going on. I messaged Mercedes. <laughs> I was like, what is he talking about? What is this? And figured out it's a good suggestion. So this question comes from another podcast the buffet pod with Brandon and Siandra. The question is from a male perspective, how do you open up and bring an issue to your woman, especially if the issue involves her to where she doesn't take it personally or get defensive to where you are now consoling her about her feelings because you know, now you, you did something and how do you address the issue itself? Because a lot of times, apparently, that's not happening. Hmm. So Brandon goes on to say even things like timing. Um, Like, if she's in a good mood, I don't want to blow her high and piss her off by bringing, you know, a problem up. And if she's already down, I don't want to make it worse. So kind of tipping, you know, tippy-toeing around that. How do I approach a topic and be vulnerable and actually be listened to so that you can process the issue together? So what are your initial thoughts on this? Hmm. My initial thoughts, if you feel this way from the outset, that there there already is a communication issue. Oh, of course. Yeah. Because if you have an open door policy of like communication, you shouldn't be afraid that afraid to broach a particular topic with your partner. Um, So I think you need to address the communication issue first. Before but you I think get this is, the- I think part, I think the question kind of is in a way, like without admitting, hey, I have a problem. It's like the, the question is the problem, right? This is happening. I have this pattern of feeling like I cannot open up um, out of fear of the other person, you know, maybe getting defensive. So how do we approach this differently or, or what should our goals be? So you be can't approach here? it until you address the root issue, which is how you all communicate. Once you establish how you want to communicate and then you can go and broach the topic, but you need to establish how you want to communicate first and you need to get your feelings out regardless. So you can say, Hey babe, if there's something that's bothering me, how, what makes you, how, how would you feel comfortable with me approaching it? Can we have a conversation about it now? Are you willing to hear me out? And, you know, and we can talk about this now. You express any concerns that you're having. Let's just talk about the status of our relationship and where we are at now. Um, you, you could say it's minor or it's 
a communication issue or it's something that you're doing and I feel left out or not included. You can broach it that way, but you can't have a fear that it's going to, like if they're in a good mood, it's going to like timing, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because someone's either going to be in a good mood or not so good mood. So like, oh, what are you yeah, going to do with the not so good mood? Control, the, so you yeah, can't, you can only con- control so much. Yeah, you can't do it that way. And if it's a topic that you know um, is sensitive or may involve a long drawn out conversation per se, um, you it's going to cause some, unco- it may cause some uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, you have to accept the that nature it's, it's going to be uncomfortable. So you can't, yeah, you can't, you know, not want to do it because of that, because that's the nature of some uncomfortable conversations. Um, in my opinion, women generally respond well to vulnerability mm-hmm. from men. We just don't receive it a lot um so if you because there is really, a, a fear there which i think we can ag- acknowledge and accept that it may and, be and used against them etc yeah um or hasn't gone well just in the past the, you know or has so. it gone well in the past so you need to one address the topic of how you communicate first and then bring up the issue what are your thoughts Krista? yeah i thought about this a lot and i tried to consider how I ideally would want to be spoken to and accept the reality of how I oftentimes feel in those situations. So I think like we said, like you said, um, the number one goal is to get to the point where you can easily say, hey, this bothered me earlier. I'd like to talk about this. Can we speak about it? And finding a moment to where it's just normal. It may be uncomfortable, but it's normalized to say, hey, something's up, whether it directly involves that person or it's just something that you would like to work through with that person. Um, And then when you actually do talk about it, like you said, lead with vulnerability, lead with the problem. What's wrong? How do you feel? Why do you feel like that? Why is that maybe a sore spot for you? Any way that you can open up to let the other person know what is going on, I think that they would be able to find more objectivity in the issue and not take it personally, maybe not jump to being defensive, um, which I think is common. I think it's common to be defensive or offensive if the person comes at you um, maybe because they are being passive aggressive or to be towing around it and you can feel that tension and they're just complaining Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh no, this is an attack. Even if it truly isn't, you may get a little over, you know, reactive in that moment and be like, uh-uh they're attacking me. So I'm going to either be defensive or strike back to what I see is like not cool in that moment. So I think if you can just lead with this is what's actually up and not make it about the other person, um, even if it involves them, because then they can step up and say, oh, I can see what I did wrong there, how that would have hurt you or, or whatever. And they can take accountability and you don't have to yeah force it on them to where then you're upset because you obviously didn't get the outcome that you were striving for which was a resolution so I think just trying to get into the mode of I want this to be better and setting that expectation of it may not be like that right now because we don't have great communication Um, and it may be uncomfortable and it may suck and you can only control what you do so the other person you could do everything right and the other person could still get really defensive or be, you know, an asshole back. But yeah. you, you got to, you know, take control of, of how you want to lead 
and and try to make that the best because exactly and if you find yourself if you have the conversation of saying hey I want to talk about our communication and how we bring up issues to one another and you talk about it you are vulnerable you bring up the issues and you still feel timid about their reaction going forward to bring up any other issues that arise, then you need to evaluate the relationship that you're in because you should feel comfortable enough to bring up issues that you're having. And not, yeah, it and could not take practice them. or it may not be the best situation. Yeah, it could be something Absolutely. else there too. But, but, when you, but when you approach things with tension, like just keep in mind, people can feel that. Like we can anticipate that. We can anticipate what's coming and we can often overreact if we think that, oh, this is going to be a blow up because we oftentimes just replay patterns, you know, that we've seen. So if you've had negative past experiences, you may just relive them because that's what you're comfortable with now because that's what you want. So absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, Nick. That's a great question. Thanks, Nick, for the suggestion. (laughs) We appreciate it. Yeah. All All right. right. So moving on. Mm-hmm. What's making Last us cackle? Seconds. We forgot. Okay. We forgot this one. <laughs> yes. We definitely forgot this. We meant to tell you guys about this weeks ago oh, because it was, it was so like May 27th or hilarious. something. Hilarious. <laughs> like I hadn't even moved out yet. Like nothing. Um, so yeah, I'm pulling up the text. Right. So I am in grad school, as you guys know, getting my MPH and I am still in school this summer. There is no summer break. (laughs) So I have three classes and three group projects and a book club, mini club. So a lot of group work going on. Yeah. I have a professor whose name starts with an M, but they have a nickname and they share the nickname with my sister's X. So to protect all identities, I'm not going to share. I'm going to make up a name um, because it is I'm going to make up a name. Okay. so I a while ago, we have these Sunday family calls, as we've told you about. If you've been a listener from day one, we have these family calls on Sundays with our dad. We're always sharing movie (laughs) suggestions, TV suggestions. So I really wanted everyone to watch Severance. Severance Which I have, by the way, finally. I completed it. I completed it. And I was like, yes, absolutely amazing. And girl, you did not tell me. So when you, I need to interject right here because when you told me about this, I was getting, okay, office succession vibes, like, okay, political, whatever. You didn't tell me black mirror. You didn't tell me, you didn't tell me I'd be hanging on the edge of my seat. You didn't tell me I would have screamed at the last episode being like, oh my God, actual. Yeah. What the hell? It's so I love that. That's why I was telling y'all because I know we all like black. That's why I was, that's why I knew you you would like it. But you didn't give any, I tell you. So, no, you were dry about you're like, you should watch Severance on Apple TV. You're like, Daddy, you really should watch it. You didn't say, Marissa, if you don't log in right now. <laughs> well, now you know. It, I know. You, it's, and it's, oh, is it over? Oh my That's God, it? It's okay. No, season two is coming out, but apparently there's beef between the showrunner oh, and the director. Well, so it's causing a little delay, but 
Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, I'll be ready when season two comes out because I I'm was so excited. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to stay up, right? Two. I was like, I'm going to go to bed at 10 and I was watching an episode and it ends at nine, right? Episode nine. And yeah. So I just was so thrown off. I, I, <laughs> I was discombobulated. I loved that it That last episode is in, you like when, cause it puts all the pieces together. You're like, oh, cause I had no suspicion. I had like tiny little inklings. So I'm like, why do they oh, keep yeah, focusing you can tell on this stuff person? Is up and I was like, what is this? But there's still so many unanswered questions. Oh, so that- many. So many. Oh, so yes, the goodness. season two was greenlit. Um, in the works, like I said, there was just some beefs. I don't know if it was about direction, script, whatever. But yeah, yeah, they need to, they need to work that out. Um, I will, so, I will pray at night for that. But exactly. yeah, that's why we had, that's why we had your Apple Plus, um, password. Yes, which I wanted them opened to watch up the show. All of this family so sharing. I added them to my family sharing, so they have access to Apple Music family sharing. Any apps that I use where I paid through Apple, HBO Max, stuff like that, it allows yeah. all the people that I added to my family to have access to those things. I did not know that it also <laughs> shares your calendar. If Yeah, you can turn stuff on and off, but they have a you lot of options. You can set it to where if you put something on your calendar, you put everyone in your family network, you put that <laughs> item on everyone's calendar. And mine was defaulting to sharing with the family. And so on my iPad, I'm typing in a meeting, um, a meeting, and it says meeting with rabbit and Rissa <laughs> texts me and she goes, yeah. I don't know if you know this, <laughs> read the text. Oh my goodness. Yes. And mind you, this meeting is at seven, um, 7 PM <laughs> to 8 PM. And I said, you sh- <laughs> I said, you shared your meeting with Rabbit on your calendar with the family. And you said, I don't have a family calendar. Why is it sharing? And you send a screenshot of your school screen. And I was like, I don't know. And I sent a screenshot of mine. And it shows and it my meeting with Rabbit, name, yeah. which is Rabbit. And I was like, so but it came, it, I was like, it came up on family sharing. Now, y'all, I know that I don't know everybody in Mercedes's life, but I only know one rabbit. And that yes. rabbit is somebody that she should not have a meeting with <laughs> at 7 p.m. and sharing the calendar with the family. So, so she calls me immediately. You finish like your schoolwork. Yes. I finished my meeting. Me. Yes. I finish my meeting and I call her and I'm like, oh my God, girl, I promise you. So I have to send her additional information that my professor, my professor has a nickname of rabbit and they go by that professionally emails. That's how we refer. That's how we address them. But rabbit is the exact same nickname as my sister's ex-boyfriend. So when and we had just seen him recently, we had seen he so when our other sister was originally a part of this podcast, the cover photo is one of the photos he had taken. <laughs> so it's so I was like, and I didn't think anything of it, right? Like I wasn't, I just was like, oh no, this seems like a slip up. I don't know what it's about, but I'm a protector ass regardless, right? So I was just like, I don't know what this is about. But she was like, no, no, it's okay. It's it's okay. And I was like, I was she like, probably, no. I was like, she probably already saw it. Like she probably saw it on her screen. She never saw like, it. She never brought it up. But I was just like, I have full proof that this is my professor's name. Yeah, this is what yeah. She and goes by. And there's, that, there could be so some backstory, but, but she's never our our professor's never given us backstory on why their name is 
rabbit why they go by rabbit professionally so that had us cackling and we had meant to share that and completely forgot and I don't even know how we forgot that but yes absolutely it was hilarious in the moment because if you all knew my other sister oh my gosh so yeah she would have been like what what the heck what is this 7 p.m meeting And I'm like, why would I put a the, meeting on that my was, calendar with a guy? Was, like, what the heck? It was suspicious. Like, why you would I never share any on my I don't calendar? Know. I don't know. I was worried. Why would I was meeting? worried about you. That's the why point? would it say meeting? That's the point. Think about it. Why would it say meeting? I don't know. I'm Me- going out with someone. Why would I put it on my calendar as a meeting? <laughs> I don't know. It was a Saturday at 7 p.m. And guys, we're um, in an executive program. It, no, it was like on a Thursday at 7 p.m. Mm. Um, we're in an executive oh, yeah. program. And so we all work. So none of our meetings are. Um, yeah, you're right. It was before a six. But this happened. This happened on the weekend. Like and it threw eight, me off. nine. All, yeah. all of our. Um, whenever you can fit it in. All, yeah. And we're in different time zones. So it has to be when everyone's done working. So oftentimes we're on the phone at like nine. It, it's yeah. insane. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Very last segment. We don't have any best and worst of black Twitter, but we'll be back with that next week. But we do have drum roll. Mercedes. <laughs> Let me do the drum roll. I'm actually going to play the drum roll. We do have. You were so silly. What are the heifers reading? Woo! Rissa, you champion this segment so I much. I do. All I can I see fight is like, for it. yeah, you're a yeah, you're a mom on the sidelines, and you're just like, that's my baby. Like, that I is- love this segment. I love this segment. Okay, what so, are you reading, Heffa? So I was looking at some of my recent reads, and they were really similar to some of the things that we've already recommended. Okay, so I was scrolling my um, bookshelf, and I wanted to just pick out an oldie but goodie something I knew was a really good book mm-hmm. and I knew it had been a few years but in my head I was like mm, it's maybe around like five years or something but I knew that I had read it as soon as it was published so I looked at the publishing date inside the cover uh-huh and it's 2013 I'm I'm old like I am old I was like it was yesterday I was like it was just yeah no it's 10 years ago. no oh my gosh yeah <laughs> 10 years ago but this book is um brain on fire my month of madness by Susanna Cahalan. I always want to mm-hmm. say Callahan but Cahalan. yeah um and it is a number one New York Times bestseller and an award-winning award-winning memoir so okay. Ooh, um, I love a, a memoir a little I know I love memoirs they used to be my favorite and I ha- read one I guess also 10, 15, 25 years ago, um, called uh, A Million Little Pieces. And I got oh. heartbroken when I found out that it was uh, fake shortly after. But that yes. also was 10 plus years ago. Yes. But, so this this book is a wonderful memoir. And it goes far beyond its riveting medical mystery. Brain on Fire is the powerful account of one woman's struggle to recapture her identity. When 24-year-old Susanna Cahalan woke up alone in the hospital room, strapped to her bed and unable to move or speak, she had no memory of how she got there. Days earlier, she had been on the threshold of a new adult life at the beginning of her first serious relationship and a promising career at a major New York newspaper. Now she was labeled 
violent, psychotic, a flight risk, what happened. Oh, so wow. it's a really good memoir of what Wait, happens to her during a month. is this about the woman that's bipolar? They made, they made a Netflix movie about it, which I specifically didn't watch because I did not want it to spoil my beautiful memory of reading this book because it's just written so so well. Uh-huh. So you might have seen something of it. It's also titled Bring It On Fire on Netflix, I believe. No, um, I'm thinking of a podcast. No. No, this is like a spontaneous event that happens in her life. She she all of a sudden her health really starts to decline and she ends up in the oh. hospital um with a really rare uh disease. Um so oh, it's just okay. something it's something it's wild. Okay. Yeah, it's wild and there's lots of um like little handwritten notes that are scanned in of of what's going on in, in the events. So I really liked it. I pulled it out and I would love for someone to watch or who has seen the Netflix um, adaptation to like report the differences. If if they've read the book or haven't read the book, I would encourage them to because um, I'm definitely not going to watch the movie because I just can't. I don't want it to spoil it. Um, but it's so good. It's so good because even after 10 years, I can look back and be like, oh, yeah, I loved reading that. I have a vivid, you know, imagination yeah. um, and I, I love it. I don't know. Yeah, one and it's I different. I love it's a good memoir. The different play than than we've been. Um, oh, I love doing. a lot of my collection are is memoirs. So yeah, and I love I, really short time periods. Like the whole book is a month. Yeah. So to cram that amount of detail of what is going on and just that nuance of of a really short time, I really like that. So. Oh, I love your suggestion. Y'all have us go out. Have us um go out and and grab that because I was like. <laughs> Have us, have us, you go and um, have us go out and get this book. It's really great. It really is really great. and get that book. It sounds great. I just added a new book. I saw um, Oprah's on TikTok now. She was going in Barnes and Noble uh-uh. with the author. And, oh. and I was like, ooh, I want to read this. But then she turned the book to the side and I saw how thick that mug was. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to add it to the list, but it's not a top priority. I'm going to add it to the list, though, but that thing was thick. Oh, Oh. my God. (laughs) But it is by a Black author, Black woman. So I was like, I'm going to add that to the list. Um, yeah. Just do it um, in chunks. Do it in chunks. Maybe, yes. maybe on a time where you really have a lot of time to read. You're traveling. Yeah. You're, you know, you've that, got a few hours and I to think- dedicate. Yes. And that one's fiction. So I want to add more fiction to my collection. So that's particularly why I added because I added another nonfiction memoir um, about an immigrant family, um, an Asian immigrant family moving to California, their experience and stuff like that. That Mm -hmm. got added to the the, so I'm going to try to mix it up, mix it up a little bit Um, because I'm heavy nonfiction history (laughs) memoirs like I'm like deep in it. Honestly, I think memoirs like i said especially short time period memoirs mm-hmm. are almost like fiction because a lot of times with these wild events that happen in people's lives yeah. and it reads you know Have oh you i read love it. education by tara um her last name that, is blanking is it like a simple cover and has a pencil on it yes no but i know about i'll it. give you mine phenomenal okay it's I'll great. have you read that. I, I've, okay. I've literally shared that. That book has been with six people. I've passed it, give it back, <laughs> oh, give it to the next, that. give it back. Yes. Yeah, it's books the can hold book. so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The story of the traveling book, book. sisters. The sisters <laughs> yes. of the traveling books or whatever. <laughs> yes. That's yes. Sweet. Okay. Absolutely. We will share that. 
Awesome. Well, we did it. We got back we, to it and we did it. Yes. And we gave you guys a hefty show. I thought this was going to be a little short, but no, absolutely not. And excuse me, fussing at my dog. I can't say his name right now because then he'll he'll beef up again. Yeah. So, but thank you um, for sticking with us. And yes. we love you. We love you guys. Yep. And we will see you next Monday. Bye. Bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> so goofy.